This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi everyone, welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm Dan Jackson, your host, and today we're going to be looking at the idea of exemplars. So, why is it important for us to use exemplars? Well, basically, exemplars show students what success of your learning goals might look like. I talked in one of my previous episodes about how important it is to be setting learning goals for our students, and exemplars are really a very useful way for our students to know what it's going to look like when they achieve that learning goal. So they become a really great reference point for feedback because as you're talking to your students or you're leaving them feedback or comments somewhere, you can reference that exemplar and say to the student, go back and have a look at the example that I gave you and I want you to go through and you can just point out things within that example that your student is missing or the things that they did really well that meet up with that example. And so they begin to see, okay, I'm beginning to achieve my learning goals and that then provides some really good feedback for them. Uh, It can also help improve their ability to provide feedback to each other. So students can use the exemplar, uh, and so it allows your students to be able to provide peer feedback because they know what success looks like. They can then look at what success is, look at what their other friends or their classmates have made, and go, okay, that is similar to this in this way, but it's different to to the example Uh, because you haven't put in an extra critique or you haven't told us what your criteria is that you're using to uh, analyse this data or whatever it might be. It might be that they haven't used a particular style of videography in a video they're making or maybe they didn't really embody the character that they're betraying. It it could be anything that you're providing feedback on in in that model and so your students can refer back to the model as they're providing feedback to each other. It also enables them to provide their own feedback, to do self-assessments. And so they can, they can look at what they've done and read through it or watch it, you know, whatever it is that they're creating as part of their learning. And they can look at what you've provided them as a really good example. And they'll go, okay, I'm still missing this bit or I could really improve my work by adding this. And they also know that what they've already achieved, they can look at it and go, I've, I've achieved this bit or I've, I've done this bit. It looks very very similar in a certain way. You don't want your exemplar to be something that they just copy, but you want it to be something that really models success to them. Now, exemplars also work really well when they are directly connected to your learning goals. You should not have exemplars that don't relate to any learning goal. So make sure that when you're setting your learning goal, which I talked about in episode one, the importance of learning goals. So making sure you've got learning goals and then your exemplars should really be about what success looks like. So once I've achieved that learning goal, what's it going to look like? What, what would I have produced? Uh, and so whatever your learning goal is, making sure that that learning goal has an exemplar model for your students that they could use to reference themselves and that they can use with each other and that you can use when you're providing feedback is really good. And it's been shown that exemplars have a really positive impact on students achieving success. They can help to reduce the student's cognitive load and it enables them to know when they've achieved success, which is great because success feels good and really helps students to love learning. And for me, my goals, my big goals are always with my students that I want them to become lifelong learners. And you don't become a lifelong learner unless you start to enjoy learning And you don't enjoy learning unless you start to celebrate the success that you have with your learning and start to go, okay, this is where I was, look at the progress I've made, and you start to celebrate the fact that, oh, I've actually achieved something in my learning. And we know that once you experience success, success breeds joy, and then that leads to the love of learning that I want in my students. 
So how might you use an exemplar? So you might start with an exemplar of what your students might produce as evidence of their learning by the end of your lesson. So what was the learning goal for your lesson? And then what might that look like in terms of what your students might produce that day in your class? Or maybe it's going to take a few lessons to produce something. And so what might it look like at the end of this week? And that could be a creative writing piece. It might be a video explanation of something that they're analyzing. It could be a dramatic performance or a pamphlet they're creating. It could be anything, but you just need to go, okay, this is the learning goal. This is what success might look like. And so you're providing them an example of, you know, if they're doing a science experiment, what should that look like? And what should the writing up of that experiment look like? So that your students go, okay, that's a really good example there. Is mine like that? And if not, what am I missing? And which bits have I matched up? And it's really useful for your students as a reference point and it's useful for you as a reference point as you're going through. Now, you want to make sure that your learning goals and your intentions are clear and that the exemplar you're providing clearly links to that learning goal. And so I would encourage you to make sure that when you provide your example, that you actually walk through that example with your students. Now, you could do that as a whole class and you're just talking through it at the front. Or you could make a video over the top or you could put annotated notes into your example so that your students can actually look through it and go, oh, that's why that is a good example. So you need to make sure that you ensure that your students understand the connection between the learning goal and the exemplar. You also need to ensure that your students understand that they do not have to replicate what you've done. They should be able to reference it to use as feedback, but they shouldn't have to copy it. They should be able to make something else, or they should be able to think of another way. If they get creative and they want to make a video and you've done a written piece, that should be fine. They should still be able to use your written piece as a bit of an example of what should go into their video. Now, if you want to kind of level up with your exemplars, you don't just want to do one for one lesson or one for your week, you can have more than one exemplar. So you might use different methods for achieving the same learning goal. And so you might have the one learning goal, but then you might provide three different examples of what success might look like for your students. And that will help them to see that actually I can achieve this learning goal through multiple mediums. And I mentioned that annotating your exemplar really can help your students. And That will help your students depending on where they're at too. So you want your students to be able to go back to your example and still remember what it is that you've told them about it. And so if you've done it as a whole class, you put the example up and you've walked through it, if they forget what you've said, where can they go to remember why you've done a particular thing in your example? So making sure that there's something in your example, whether that be some kind of annotation or you could use Screencastify to make a little video of your example and you explaining why your example is actually so good, that could have a really big impact for your students. You could also, if you want to level up, have examples at different levels that you then compare and contrast with your students to help them know what is required to move from where their first draft might be to where you want them to get to. And so you might have an example that's up there at around 50% and then another one at around 75, another one around 80 and 90% and go, okay, here's the difference between someone who gets 50% and someone who gets 75%. These are the key things that will shift you from getting 50% or being half successful to being 75% successful and then to working them up to being 100% successful. And if they understand the differences there, then they go, okay, if, if I'm looking at mine and mine actually looks more like the 75% example, what were the differences to get me up into that 100%? What things do I need to add or change or just edit in terms of what I've produced? Now, as they progress, you should really highlight the fact that they are progressing. So if a student is moving towards that successful exemplar, maybe you should be celebrating that. If, even if it's not that they've moved from 50 to 100, but if they've moved from 50 
to 75% success, celebrate that with them uh, because celebration of achievements is the fun bit of learning. The more that students experience celebration and you know, you start to think of their learning with pride, that would then develop their confidence in learning. And the more confident you are, the more likely you are to begin to enjoy the process. So with learning, I talked about now my learning goals episode, the importance of celebrating that because the learning itself is quite difficult. But once you achieve something, looking back on it, you get that pride, you get that sense of achievement, you get that joy, that rush of feelings and dopamine that makes you happy. And that's what you want to try and repeat multiple times with your students so that they begin to really enjoy the processes of learning and seeing their progress. So why don't you pick one lesson or one sequence of lessons, maybe a week or something, and create one exemplar that shows your students what success in that lesson or in those lessons might look like. Make sure you show or explain the exemplar to your students so that they understand why the exemplar is a good example of successfully achieving the learning goals. And then celebrate the students' achievements and then maybe even use them as exemplars for each other. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.